It's hard not to be like, why are they so successful and I'm not? What am I doing wrong? And you start to ask all these questions. I think it's so important to, like you said, Elizabeth, is to just really like try to get in touch with your intuition and like what feels good to you. And it doesn't matter if anybody else is doing it that way. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. All right, on today's episode, I have Elise from my very own team. She's been on my team now for what, a little over a year? Is that right? It's like a year and a half now. A year and a half. Crazy. Crazy. October crazy, crazy. of 2020. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening, Elise is like the person that runs the show <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> she is the one that has given me sanity in my business. I ran my business for a very long time without her or a role like her, and adding her to the team was one of the best and easiest decisions that I've ever made. Now, let me just back up and say, we want to get into kind of defining a little bit of like what her role is and whether or not you may need to hire somebody like herself in your business. But before I do that, I just want to pause and say, It took a lot of mindset shifts for me to be able to be at a place where when Elise and I had the conversation, it was an immediate yes. I knew it in every fiber of my being, like, this is the yes. She's the person. It was so easy and so natural. And I had just come away from a mastermind retreat. And part of that journey was all about me learning to allow business to be easy, that I was always making it a lot harder than I needed to because I have this beliefs that in order for me to deserve the money that I make, business has to be hard. I have to work hard for it. And so I had just done a ton of work of like undoing some of that and really healing some of those beliefs and really was like lit up and excited and on fire moving forward. Like, yes, business is just going to be easy. I believe this is possible. Like things are just going to happen. I'm going to know it with my intuition. I can let my intuition lead and guide me even in business. What a concept. (laughs) And then literally like not even you know, day one of back to work, I was literally on the way home. Elise and I had chatted before. I think I even went to the retreat and I had scheduled this call. I found you, I think on Instagram or something, something mm-hmm. totally random. The timing of how this all lines up is just really wild to me because I 
had to have gone through that weekend and done that mindset work in order to have said yes to you. Even if I knew it, I would have totally been like, no, I don't know. And I would have talked myself out of it and we would not be here where we are today. And my business would not be where it is today. So let me just begin by telling you that, Elisa, you are and have been and (laughs) will continue to be one of the easiest decisions I've ever made in business and one of the best. So thank you for doing what you do and just showing up as you are and being your authentic self. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) That was a great little lead in. Thank you so much. (laughs) And with that, tell us what you do. Okay. Well, I am a online virtual assistant slash online business manager, kind of do a little bit of both. And for those people that are kind of curious how those two things are different, I can explain a little bit more there. So virtual assistant is more task oriented someone who can come and support you, obviously, in your business in any way that you need them to, depending on their skill set and what your needs are. But they're definitely more of like taking tasks off your list and just getting things done and knocking things out for you, which is awesome. And OBM is a little bit different in that they're kind of like your wing woman, as I like to say. (laughs) They're like your go-to. It's like, not only are they doing tasks and taking things off your plate, but they're also helping you a little bit more with strategy in your business and thinking big picture stuff and helping you think through these big ideas that you maybe have and big things that you want for your business and kind of putting things into perspective and helping you navigate through that stuff and helping with a strategy in terms of timelines and when you should launch and stuff like that. So an OBM is a little bit more into the bigger picture stuff of the business and helps to make those big decisions Mm -hmm. with the client. Yeah. Yeah. And for some of you listening, like you may have heard me talk about this before. This podcast exists because of Elise. I literally said, (laughs) I want to start a podcast. And Elise, here's what I want to do. I want to have the conversations and that's it. I don't want to learn about it. I don't want to learn how to start a podcast. I don't want to learn the platforms. I don't really want to do any of that. I just want to start a podcast and I want to have the recordings. And I was like, how do you feel about that? Can you do it? She was like, I'll figure it out. And sure enough, we had a podcast up and running in what, like a I mean, it was a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because that's how I think that you and I have worked so well together and that we will continue to because you are that person in the business that you come up with these ideas, you have these these things that you want to do and accomplish. And then you've probably heard that come out of my mouth more than anything. It's like, I don't know how to do it, but I will figure it out. And mm-hmm. I actually enjoy that part. I enjoy that process. I enjoy that challenge. I like it when somebody wants to do something that I haven't done before or wants to build out a new system that I haven't tapped into before. Like it's not for everybody, but for me, like geeking out on like the tech side and like the back end of the business and and making sure that things flow and that things work for you the way that you want them to, so that you can do what lights you up. Like that is my main mission of why I do what I do. And I would say like your ability to do that, like let's go back to the podcast example, that is more of an OBM or I would say an integrator too. And we can kind of get into defining both of those, but that would be more of an OBM or an integrator role and less of a VA role. If you were to have a true, just virtual assistant, you would have something like that and you would have to give them the play-by-play. Like here's exactly what you do. This is the SOP. This is the standard operating procedure of how this is going to go down. So here's the step-by-step instructions. Now take this and follow it. That is more of a virtual assistant role, right? And then you stepping in for me to say like, 
create this thing. <laughs> We're like, yeah. I have this vision for I have a dream and future. I need you. <laughs> and, and then you come in and you figure it all out. And not only yeah. do you figure out how to do it, but then you're creating workflows. You're creating those SOPs. You're creating the processes behind the scenes. So that for those of you listening and you're like, what is a VA? What's an OBM? What's an integrator? I do want to have the conversation a little bit more about like the role of an integrator as well. So I think one of the other things that was really important for me And we want to talk about touch on price point as well, because I think a lot of people are probably listening like, oh, well, great for you that you can afford somebody like that. And so I want to have a conversation around that for sure. But then I also want to explain like the mindset shifts that I was having. One of the things that allowed me to quickly say yes to you and to trust my intuition on this was the fact that I had just been listening to a book, Rocket Fuel. And in Rocket Fuel, for those of you who have not read it, go download it right now. I think it's even on my Amazon shop accounts on linked on Instagram, all the places. But it's called Rocket Fuel, and he basically defines the two roles of a visionary and an integrator. Most entrepreneurs, not all, a lot of entrepreneurs are, especially creative entrepreneurs, are visionaries. And a visionary is somebody that has the dream, has the vision that we're typically really bad at follow through. (laughs) We like to complete a project to like 80%, and then we give up because we get into like shiny object syndrome. And we're like, Ooh, that looks fun. I'll start a new thing over here, which I am a hundred percent guilty of. There's a lot of studies that he did about some of the most successful industries or companies that have existed in the world. And those are all companies that had the influence of both a role of integrator and a role of visionary. And that when those two can co-create together, that's where true magic happens. So I had just listened to all of that and like, listened to like, you know, I was driving back home from Atlanta and I listened to both of those chapters on like the role of an integrator and the role of a visionary. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so me with the visionary, like all of the good things about it. Like there's some amazing parts of being a visionary, but there's also some really challenging parts. And so to have like somebody feel like you're reading your mail where you're like, oh, right. I do kind of suck at that. Like, oh, I do need to grow in that area. Like, yeah. oh, wow, this is so true for me. And then to recognize like, putting somebody in an integrator role in my business to support me and come alongside and like basically be very different than me. Like you and I are not like alike, you know, it's the beauty of that co-creation that you come to the table with a completely different skill set than what I have. And then there's this marriage, this balancing out in the process that happens. So can you tell me a little bit more of what your experience of being, I would call you, and I have from the beginning, I think I called you an integrator before you had even heard the word and you were yeah, like, a what? Totally. I'm a what? I'm like, I'll, I'll be an integrator. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. Yeah. So I recently read the book myself as well. And it was super interesting because like you, I too felt very much connected to the integrator piece. And one of the things that I thought was really cool about it, what I got from it is that Well, first of all, they say like, you're usually one or the other. So I think it's important to say to everybody listening that like, just because you're a visionary, but you have a hard time getting things going or like getting things in place or getting organized, it doesn't mean that you're not a good entrepreneur and vice versa with the integrator piece. I think that what's an interesting way to think about it is that both you and I are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs at one point, right? And so we had to be both in our businesses. Like we had to be the visionary and we had to be the integrator. I think the difference between being a visionary as the business owner is that you can find an integrator to integrate that, that for you, right? Your dreams, your visions and, and find that. And that balance can be really, really awesome and create awesome magic. Like you just said, 
But as an integrator, being a business owner, I find it challenging to think about future and like, Mm. where am I going? What am I doing? What's the next step? How do I grow? And the way that I've kind of cultivated all that is to lean on my business coach to help guide me through those kinds of thought processes because my mind just doesn't really think that way, you know, and it's not right or wrong. It's just different. And so it's super interesting to think that we're all on the spectrum somewhere, visionary or integrator, but usually you're one or the other. And I think when you can bring those two together and whatever that looks like in your business, that, yeah, you can truly make some cool stuff happen. Totally. And I should totally retract that statement. I think I even said like being an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs are visionaries. And I think that that was coming from a place of in that mastermind container that we were in of those people there, the majority of us were, but we were all in a very similar mode of life and of business and all of that too. And so, yeah, I don't mean to downplay the role of integrity at all. No. And you know, what's interesting too about that is that I never really had like this goal of becoming an entrepreneur. Like it was never, I've always worked Mm -hmm. in like a corporate setting. I like structure. I like, shocking, I know. I like structure. (laughs) I like organization. I like rules. I like things like tidied up and I like knowing what my job is and I like to do it. That's how I've, I've always kind of worked in that, in that way. And then to be honest, I mean, my business kind of came about because I had to leave my job because of COVID and because I had to be home with my kids and I couldn't manage both anymore. And I didn't know how long this whole thing was going to last two years later. Here we are. But at the time I was kind of like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And my coach now that's going to sit still. (laughs) No, I can't sit still. I can't, I can't sit still. And you know, that's a mindset thing too. I mean, I'm very much like you. I have always attached my value and my worth to working and working a lot and working hard and hustling and all of that. And so this past couple of years has taught me so much because I didn't have a choice. Like Mm -hmm. I was forced to stop. And when I was forced to stop, I realized how burnout I was and I realized how exhausted I was. And so it gave me some time and some space to really think about what I wanted from my life. And then it allowed me, this opportunity came up to start my own business. And I was just like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Like, it's just not, it never was something that I thought that I would do. And then I did it because I'm like, well, I have to do something. And so I just did it. And I'm like, let's just see what happens. (laughs) And then, you know, here we are a year and a half later and things are going really well and I have a lot more flexibility in my life. And so it's just crazy the way that things work out. So I I do think that generally speaking, entrepreneurs are more visionary people. I really do. I just happen to be one of those integrator people floating around that got into this mix, but been able to take that skill set and use it to my advantage as well. Do you think that your business coach that guides you in those moments is a visionary? Yes. I do. She's very much a visionary, but she's got some integrator in her too. I met her, my you know, past life was corporate event planning. And that's how I've known, I've known her forever. I've known her for like 15 years. We used to do corporate events together. So she's a very detailed person, but I think she found her true calling more so in like the visionary. She's off into like coaching land now and out of the detail kind of work. So yeah. it's a cool partnership with her too, because she helps to guide me. So for those of you who haven't followed for a while, one of the earlier episodes in this podcast where it was an episode where I interviewed my mastermind coach, Melissa, and you can go back and listen to that if you want to learn more about Melissa and about my experience with all of that with the mastermind and some of the growth that happened for me there. 
when we were at that retreat, the particular retreat where I was coming home from it, where I ended up having the call with you and was like, yes, like this is the girl, this is, this is happening. We're moving forward. I have no idea how we're going to figure this out financially, but I'm doing it. We're going to, it's going to work out somehow. In that retreat, she had her integrator there and her name was Kat. And I mean, I swear to you, everybody by the end of the weekend was like, I need a cat. I need a cat. We all need a cat. We need an integrator. I need a cat in my life. Cat's so amazing. Like, how did Melissa find a cat? Like, how did she find her? She's so amazing. So it became this running joke like, oh, we all need a cat. And so it was so wild to me because I literally had come away from it at this transformational experience, just really believing like, okay, things are going to be easy. Like this is going to work out. And sometimes I'm going to have to make big, scary decisions in my business, but I know the direction I'm going. I feel really good about it. I trust my intuition to lead and guide me. And then literally on the way home, our conversation happened. I remember pulling up on the side of the road to like have a conversation because <laughs> I wasn't home yet. I thought I would be. And just having this phone call with you and just like hanging up the phone and being like, yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to afford this, but she's totally the person. And this is totally going to happen. And so being able to like celebrate with people, seeing people even like weeks and months later being like looking for an integrator. And I was like, I wasn't even necessarily looking yet. I wasn't actively looking and it just happened. It's just so mm -hmm. beautiful. I feel like that's just such a testimony to how the universe, how God can just like support you in your dreams. If you will relax and allow it to be easy, that things can happen easily and that things don't always have to be so hard. I think a lot of times we make them hard because we have those beliefs that kind of get in the way for us too. So you have no idea how celebrated you were. You know, our whole community <laughs> was like celebrating about you. And then I think it was like, I mean, honestly, I think it was like almost a year, maybe eight months later that I learned that I was your first client. I had no idea, like mm -hmm. no clue. I remember being like, what? Like for all I knew, you've been doing this forever because you were so good at it. And it was just <laughs> such a great fit. I would love for people to know from your perspective, what kind of mess you walked into when you waltzed into my business to clean it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well... Honestly, I mean, I think that you had things pretty organized, I think, in terms of what you wanted to see in your business and mm -hmm. what you wanted to have done. You just didn't know how to implement it yeah. or what the best system was to do that. I think it's important too to talk about how I think that people, especially people that are just starting out in their business or they may not, you know, have a ton of income coming in, that they tend to think that hiring somebody paying them money feels like the wrong move because mm -hmm. it's it's money going out the door. But for us, when we started working together, that kind of stuff wasn't getting done because you didn't want to do it. Right. <laughs> it yeah. didn't light you up. Like it felt daunting to you. It felt exhausting to you. You were confused by some certain things. And that was where I shine. And so mm -hmm. when we came together, it was kind of like, you go do that thing because that's what you're amazing at. And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this thing because this is what I'm good at. Yeah. And then we're going to come together and then it's going to just start to flow. And I think oh, that's where, so good. <laughs> that's where the goodness started to happen. It was like, you knew what you wanted. You just needed help making it happen. And so mm -hmm. with a lot of trial and error, I think that we figured out, you know, the best systems to use for you and for us and for the team. And we've even grown even more since yeah. then, hiring another person on to help take on some of the tasks that are going on for you. So I think that, again, it's a mindset thing of like, yes, you're paying somebody money to help you in your business, but you're also freeing up your time to be able to go sell more or give your yes. clients more time and attention that they need or 
go find more business or to dream about what your next move is or whatever that is. It's like, you have to think about time being equal to money as well. And so while you think that you have to do everything in your business to save cash, you're really kind of losing out in the long run because you're not doing things that are lighting you up. And you could be doing other things that help grow your business with the support of someone else. So, I mean, we've come a long way, obviously. We started with systems with you in the back end and the whole wedding workflow and all that kind of stuff, which we've gotten super tightened up. And then like the podcast came up. We have that in a really good groove right now. It's just really cool to help support people and help them reach a dream or a goal that they have in their business that didn't seem possible for them because they just needed someone else to help them get there. Yeah. I've chills when you're saying all that. I just want to be like, yes, like to all the people that are listening, like, yes, you are just like, yeah, that is, it's gold, like what you're saying. And that's exactly what I would say too. The fear that came up for me was of course, like, am I going to be able to afford to pay you? And there was a lot of fear that came up of like, is this going to happen? And I really had to lean on the faith of others that I looked up to and admired and and how they were communicating to me that sometimes you have to just invest in your business and trust that it will work out. That sometimes there's a very logical step and sometimes you have to follow your intuition, even if logically you're like, where's this money going to come from? I don't know. And I'm here to say because of hiring you and now our other team member too, we almost doubled last year. Like, yeah. And I 100% know it's from the support that I have for you for that reason exactly that you just said, because let's give a specific example. The amount of energy that goes into something as simple as I think it was yesterday or today that I sent you a message on Slack. And I said, hey, I copied you on this email back to somebody. They had ordered this print. They had paid for expedited shipping. We use Instaproofs for our proofing system. They had paid for expedited shipping and it didn't come as quickly as they were expecting it to. And they had just very, very kindly and graciously asked for a refund for the shipping. And they said, would it be possible? If not, no worries. They were super sweet about it because we have amazing clients. And it wasn't even a client. It was like a parent of a client, but they were so kind. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, the amount of energy it's going to take for me to like, I mean, literally, I just want to be like, oh, I got to do what? And I probably would have spent an hour or two just putting it off and getting distracted and then getting in there and then end up doing five other things and then maybe figuring out how to do it, maybe not, maybe putting it off for two more weeks. Like it's a mess. Like that's how my brain works and I don't want to do it. And then I just find all these other ways to work around it. And so that is not a productive way of moving forward in your business. All that energy that would have gone into something as simple as me figuring out how to refund somebody, which probably took you like 10 minutes and you don't mind doing it. Like it's not a big deal to you. You're like, sure, I'll do it. No problem. Like you switch into more of that VA role in that moment. But for me to just be able to offload that to you and be like, hey, Lise, will you take care of that? Instead of spending that hour or so doing that, I sat down to work on some bookkeeping, super exciting. And instead, I ended up just like writing like five Instagram posts that just flowed out of me. They were so easy. Those are the things, the moments that will grow my business. If I had been stuck in all of the overwhelming to-do lists, I can't tell you how many years I spent of running my business falling asleep at night with like literally a mile-long list of all the things I didn't get to, all the things that needed to happen, all the things that felt impossible. Like, when am I ever going to be caught up? When am I ever going to be able to play this game? And so I think having you come into that and even just knowing that there's somebody else and we can tackle it together is so 
so invaluable. Like it's just incredible to have that kind of support. So for anybody listening, if you are in a place where you're like, this is resonating, I know I need to hire some support. I know I'm doing it all myself. I know I'm exhausted, overwhelmed. I'm in that place of like my long to-do list can never get caught up please DM either of us and yeah. we would love to talk you through this because it sometimes can feel really risky. And I think you've come up with this beautiful offer recently that will allow somebody a great opportunity to kind of tiptoe into the waters of what's possible. So I'd love for you to explain that even from a perspective of maybe there's a photographer listening that is thinking, I know I need workflows. I know I need a system in place for how I handle my clients. But right now I'm just really reacting and I'm just really trying to keep up with everything. So when an email comes in, I respond to it, but I don't really have a workflow or a system in place. If -hmm. somebody's in that position, they want to make an investment. It's a scary investment. They don't want to commit to something long-term because that feels too scary. Tell us more of what you can do and how you could step into that role. Sure. Yeah. So in my business, there's two different containers that I work with clients in. One is on a retainer, which is what you and I work in. And again, I got to the point in my business where I was taking on retainer clients, which are amazing. And I love having retainer clients because I love to kind of really get into their business and really know the ins and outs and really help support them on an ongoing basis. But there's only so much that you could do (laughs) in a month with so many clients. And I was looking to diversify things a little bit in terms of my offerings. And so I reached out to my visionary coach, Sarah, And she helped guide me through a new offer, which I just launched right before Christmas. And they're called VIP Days. I'm not sure if everybody is familiar with them or not. It's kind of like a standard-ish term out in the VA OBM world. But essentially, a VIP day is one day, or it could be multiple days if needed, but one day where you have a project that you need done and either you don't have time, (laughs) you don't have the energy or the desire to figure it out, or you just need it done quickly. And so that's kind of my jam. Like I can really dig in and work pretty fast and knock a project out for somebody pretty quickly, depending on obviously what it is. It's got to be the right fit for both sides. But yeah, they're called VIP days. And what we would do is we would connect to make sure it's a good fit. And if it was for both of us, we would pick one day that worked for both of our schedules, where it's literally like up to eight hours and I just do that project for them. They could be on the Zoom call with me all day long. We could be on Slack back and forth if we have questions. But essentially, it could be, I want to start a podcast and I need you to set that up for me in a day. And I could totally do that. Or I need some workflows established in my business using XYZ system and I need you to help me with that. So there's lots of different things that VIP days could be used for. It could be somebody that comes to me and says, I have all these systems and I have no idea if I need them all, if they talk to each other, if we can set up some automations or integrations, like I just need help understanding what I really need in my business. And that's something that I could help kind of do too, almost like a systems audit. I'm a systems person. So that's kind of my jam. I'm interrupting this episode briefly to let you know that if you could use a little support as you grow your business and really work on expanding your heart, your mind, creating your own version of success in your own life, I'd love to have you apply. You can go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash coaching to get your application in and apply for one-on-one coaching with me. Now back to the show. I love it. I was just thinking to like math. I was looking for paper because I was like, maybe we can just write this down and do some simple math. I don't have any paper handy, but I'm not good with math just in my brain, but we'll try. <laughs> but so I've like, let's say, 
<laughs> Let's just say that somebody was going to invest a thousand dollars into mm-hmm. some time with you, whatever that amount of time looks like. They want to invest a thousand dollars. They're terrified to spend a thousand dollars. I just want to kind of give a visual picture for people of what's possible because for me, I know it's not an insignificant amount of money. There's a lot of things you can do with a thousand dollars. You could, I don't know, go on this like really romantic weekend. You could who cares? You could do a million things, right? (laughs) But when it comes to your business, going back to that same conversation of valuing your time and realizing what your time is worth as well, instead of just what dollars are worth, you have two currencies in the world. One is time and one is dollars. And usually you are always exchanging one or the other. There's usually an investment of time or there's investment of money. A lot of you listening invest way too much time in things that are not what light you up. They're not the things that you're passionate about. They're not what you want to be doing with your life. Maybe that means you'd rather be spending more time with your kids. Maybe it means you want to go out and shoot some passion project work. Maybe it means you want to plan a trip and travel, or you just want to go on like long walks and go to yoga class. I mean, whatever it is that you want to do, you don't have to spend all of your time doing the things and learning all the hard things because the reality is for something that would take Elise one hour to accomplish for me might take me a whole month by the time I actually get to it and like work that in and procrastinate and then come back and then procrastinate and come back. Like it might take me a month or two. There have been projects that I've had that like I wanted to do for I mean, years. And then when we sat down and started doing it, I think I initially dumped like, here's this and this and this and this and this. These are all the projects and all the things and all the, you know, areas of my business that need help. Please help me. (laughs) Some of them were projects that have been sitting there for years. And those took you such a short amount of time for you to be able to do, partly because you are a systems person. Like that's the way your brain functions. And this goes Mm -hmm. back to that beautiful opportunity that can happen when an integrator and a visionary come together, that there really can be just true magic that can happen. And so I want to just kind of paint a picture for people of that, like what that investment is like, and really making sure that you understand that yes, you're trading dollars for that, but in the time that you will have back, it's very, 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 very likely that you will have opportunity to bring in 10 times more than what you're actually spending in the long term. So you may have this new bright idea in that 10 hours or that month of, you know, energy that you would have put into this thing that you've now outsourced or offloaded, you may have some new ideas that will then end up generating thousands and thousands of dollars in your business. Because you've created that space, you've created the ability for you to have those opportunities. You're not in total fight or flight mode, running on adrenaline in chronic fatigue. You have the space and the bandwidth to allow those opportunities to begin to come, to allow the ideas to come too. Yeah. Anyway, that's a very long. <laughs> no, but I always say too, like, you know, with clients, it's like, what is the thing you least like to do in your business? Like, what is that thing? And mm-hmm. start there. That's where you should outsource, you know? And if people are scared about the money, like you don't have to spend a ton and ton and ton of money. You can start small and build that trust. And once you start to offload some tasks to somebody who can get that done for you and you start to feel the relief and the freedom that comes with that, you might... <laughs> might end up outsourcing a lot more than you thought you originally would. And again, it just frees you up from not only not doing the thing that you don't want to do, but having more time to do the things that you do want to do. That's kind of the magic recipe, I think, is to find that. Like for me, I'm at the point now in my business where I'm like, I kind of want to find somebody to take over my social media because that's the thing that I like doing the least in my business. 
I've been hanging on to it again because of that whole mindset stuff, but I got to practice what, what I preach too. And I think I'm at that point where I'm ready to let somebody kind of take that part, at least help me with it so that I don't have to focus on it because it's the thing I like to do the least in my business. And so I would definitely, if you're thinking about it, start there. And for most people, it's always like, I hate the back end of my business. I hate the tech side of my business. And because that's kind of my jam, I'm like, great, let's work together. And then I can help you with all that. (laughs) So it tends to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And you're well-versed in many, many, many systems. It's not like you need to have the same systems that I have to be able to hire a lease or someone like that. I would say a good VA or OBM or integrator is going to either already know a lot of those systems and a lot of the platforms that are out there or be able to learn it quickly. When we moved to ClickUp, which is what we use right now, when we moved to ClickUp, I think we even tried, I don't even remember. We tried we had one Asana or two others. Before. Yeah. yeah, we went to Asana. I was in ShootQue originally. We still use ShootQue for some of the back end. But when we moved that, I think, I don't even know if you had really used ClickUp, but you got in there and and dug in there and got really familiar with it quickly and quickly enough too, that you were able to then educate us on how to use it. Yeah. And with systems, it's like, there's so many systems out there. I mean, it's ridiculous, but the same system doesn't work for every business. Mm -hmm. You've got to find out what works. We were using Asana. I use Asana with other clients, but for you and the team and the dependencies and the workflow and all that stuff taken into account, Asana was not working for us. And so we switched over to ClickUp. And now that works better for the team. And so the flexibility of being able to know and understand like what system would work best for each client, knowing like what they're dealing with is a huge part of it too. And not just kind of pigeonholing everybody into the same systems that you know. Yeah. And you're so great too at like acknowledging that and and even kind of challenging in a good way, like challenging the systems that I am somebody that will just get stuck in it. You know, like we've been using ShootQue forever and there are some issues that we have with it. And so you're really good to kind of challenge that and be like, hey, is it worth switching to this? And so we've checked out different systems even for that. So I think there's so much value there in all of that because you might end up saving not just time, but also money on the back end of things too, by hiring somebody like you. That's certainly been true for us in our business too. So, yeah. And I think it's important to just for everybody listening, because I get caught up in it too. When you're on social media so much and you're seeing all these people on there and they're posting all their success and their 10K months and they're this and they're that, it can be super frustrating. <laughs> it can be super frustrating and it makes you question everything if you're doing something right. And my biggest piece of advice, and I've only been in this business for gosh, a year and a half. And so I've definitely had to do a lot of mindset work around it too, because it's hard not to be like, why are they so successful? And I'm not, what am I doing wrong? And you start to ask all these questions. I think it's so important to, like you said, Elizabeth, is to just really like try to get in touch with your intuition and like what feels good to you. And it doesn't matter if anybody else is doing it that way. If you find somebody that you totally gel with and it's a good connection and you feel like they could really help you in your business, like do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but just try new things and just kind of start to tap into new things to try to lighten your load and make you feel a little bit better about your business. It's hard out there in the online space. I think there's just so much coming at everybody all at once. And you can get caught up in that, like, I should be doing this or why are they successful? And I'm not, you never know the behind the scenes of what's happening in their world. So it's important to kind of keep that all in mind too. Yeah, for sure. Recently, my big challenge, I'm doing this like 55 days challenge of trying to make sure that I am journaling every single day, doing a tapping, an EFT tapping exercise every day. 
drinking at least a gallon of water, working out for at least 45 minutes, like doing some different things to like move my body and really tap into like the intuition as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's amazing how different it feels. Oh, yeah. Like even if it's 10 minutes a day of journaling, wow, it's just crazy. I think so often we move throughout our day, our life, like we're just functioning. Whether or not we're in survival, like we're just functioning and we're not really tapping into like what's actually happening, how we really feel about things, maybe a little nudge that comes in some direction of like, hey, you don't need to be doing that anymore. Or, hey, there's some support for you waiting for you over here. You know, I think there's lots of opportunity there too. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just tapping into all that so that you can open up some space in your mind and in your heart Mm -hmm. to like see what comes in. It's so important. For sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. not great at it, but <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get better of, of doing the whole like journal meditation every day. I've, I've been good are. at it, but I need to get better. But you're great at it for sure. Is there anything else that you feel like we need to say to be complete? Anything else that you want to share with people? Try to stay your own course, you know, and if things feel good to you and an opportunity comes up in terms of like a coach or a mastermind, or it could be a free Facebook group. I mean, you don't have to Mm -hmm. spend tons of money to get support in the community. And I think that the biggest struggle I have in my business is that I'm a people person and I get energy from people. So working home by myself is tough for me sometimes, but I have really reached out to the community in the online space and found support virtually (laughs) in that way, which has been awesome. You know, And you just kind of create this network for yourself in the space and be able to refer people to each other and help guide people into certain people or to certain resources. It's just a really cool community if you're willing to open yourself up and really tap into it. I think that there's a lot of opportunity out there. Yeah, for sure. Also, for those of you listening, it's coming back to my memory that I asked you a question about, like, tell us about the mess that you walked into. (sighs) She was being very gracious, you guys. (laughs) It was. It was a big mess. It felt very chaotic and crazy and overwhelming to me. Well, okay. Let's talk about the fact that it was that way because you were doing it all by yourself. And (laughs) what you were doing on your own was like not normal (laughs) for any human For real, like you need to give yourself more credit because you were doing the best that you could with what you had. And you finally knew that it was time to reach out and to get some support. And so now, yeah, things look different, but you were doing that on your own. So I think you were doing great. Isn't she so great, guys? (laughs) (laughs) She makes me feel good too. Yeah, I think it is true. And I agree. And, you know, you're going to move me to tears. I might cry. (laughs) But honestly, you know, jokes aside, like I do think that most photographers specifically, but probably most creative entrepreneurs feel that way. You know, I think it's very easy to just feel like this is the lot you've chosen in life and that you Mm -hmm. are going to forever be exhausted and fatigued and anxious and overwhelmed always that there's just no end in sight and that there never will be that there's no relief that can come because you have to do it. There's nobody else to do it, but you. And now with that too, as you begin to hire some support comes the letting go of control, which is a whole nother exercise that can be a whole nother podcast episode (laughs) because it does, it invites you to grow in that way too, of like learning to let go of control. And there's certainly been a dance throughout our journey together of me giving up control and saying like, cool, take it, run with it. And then certain things being like, "Mm, 
I think I'm going to take that one back. I'm feeling a little controlling about this. And then yeah. later realizing like, nope, wasn't supposed to take that back. Here you go again. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so there's definitely been some like give and take with that in certain areas. You know, for me, being a wedding photographer and in the luxury wedding industry, a lot of times that's visuals. And so I think for a lot of creative entrepreneurs that are listening to, that will probably resonate for them as well. And so I think it's important to find somebody that feels really good to you, that gets your brand, gets your vibe for the things that you need. So for somebody like Elise, Elise is not doing a ton of the graphics, or if she is, if she's doing some kind of graphics or anything like that, like she handles all the podcast stuff. So if she's doing that, I was able to say, you know what, I would love to design that, or I would love to hire a designer to design that to make sure it's exactly what I want. And then it's a repeatable thing so that somebody can do it. And whereas if there's other parts of it, you know, maybe I will hire a designer if it's not something that I have the time to do myself, or if I know that it will just take me too long and I'll get sucked into it and the whole project will be postponed because I want to be too controlling with the design, then that's where I might hire a designer that really, I feel like gets me and understands it. And we have had our fair share together, Elise and I, of like hiring people that then were not the right fit, hiring somebody else that was not the right fit. Like we've been through some of that together. One of the most amazing parts of the whole process to me has been not only can I just like hand you like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. And then you just make it happen. (laughs) Totally. You wave your magic wand and then it exists. (laughs) But also that like, if I'm like, Hey, I think it's time to hire somebody for this. I can say, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Here's a couple values that I want to make sure that we're communicating. This is a little bit of what the process is that I want to have. And I can literally just like verbally dump that to you, whether that's on Slack or in a voice message or whatever. And you will take that and structure the whole process, start looking for people. You'll have a job inquiries for our studio manager that we have, Caroline, when we hired her, like you were able to handle so much of that job interview process. And then I was like, I just want to know like the top two or three. I want to have conversations with like the top two or three, do the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Send me those two or three, set up the meetings, you know, my calendar, put them on my calendar and we'll make this happen. That's the kind of stuff that like now I feel like the business is moving forward in such a different capacity because of the support that I have with you, because of what you are able to do, because that, again, that would have taken so much energy because it's just not who I'm designed to be. It's Mm -hmm. just not how I'm created. And so to do stuff that's outside of my wheelhouse of how I was created to function, like the things that really make me thrive, the things that I'm naturally super good at, that zone of genius or even the zone of excellence, if I can stay more in those zones and less in the zone of competence or incompetence, It just is such a different world. Like, and I feel like what a beautiful gift to the entire world too, if we can all just sit and function in our zone of genius and our zone of excellence. I mean, it's just such a different thing than me putting tons of energy into figuring something out that I don't even want to do that feels like pulling teeth. Yeah, I think it's a scary thing for people to make that jump. But once you do, it's kind of like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I think the coolest thing too, about when you were talking about Caroline, the coolest thing about that whole process is when we finally talked after like you had interviewed everybody, we both yeah. were like, she's the one, like yeah. we both knew. And we both thought it was going to be somebody else too. Like yes. we were like, oh, she's going to like the other person better. She, but I really think yeah. Caroline's the right person. And, and yeah. you were the same way. I, I remember thinking yeah. like, I think it's Caroline. I think she's yeah. supposed to be. And you're like, what? No way. I thought so too. But I thought yep. you're going to pick somebody else. <laughs> that was so cool. But it's just a testament too of like us, yeah. like knowing what felt good, you know, for yeah. you and for your business. And she was just the right fit. So yeah. Yeah. I love her. Totally. <laughs> she's the best. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time, taking the time to do this. Where can people find you if they want to jump on the VIP days? Yeah. So I am most active on Instagram. You can find me at AZ underscore Myers, or you can go straight to my website, Elise, A-L-Y-S-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. All the information's on there, but Instagram is kind of my jam. So I'm out there. If you want to send me any kind of a message and ask some questions or just fill out the form and we can chat and see if it would be a good fit. I'd love to talk to you. Her reels are amazing. She is like the reason that I started doing reels. Oh, I had me for so long. No, I'm like Elizabeth, you got to do it. Just do it. I think you were forcing me for like, yeah, at least six Yeah, but now you're hooked. I am. I'm like a machine over here. I can't stop. You are. You're cranking them out. I I love it. It's good. For better or worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. For those of you listening, I hope this has been an expansive episode for you. I hope that. If nothing else, it is getting your wheels turning and you're starting to imagine that business could look a little different, that things could get easier for you and that life could really be what you want it to be with investing only the time that you want in your business and allowing people to come alongside you and support you in that too. So that's my hope for you is that this is an expansive episode for you that you are able to expand the way that you see the world and the way that you run your business through our experience with Elise. Thanks for being on Elise. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.